Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. October 2nd edition of the Old Dominion Libertarian. I'm here tonight with Andy Craig and Jeff Klebb. I believe Jeffrey Sanford will be joining us very shortly. Uh, so, guys, this has not been a good day. No, it hasn't. But no. good evening to you gentlemen anyway. Yeah, it's good to be on the show again. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I... Uh, had a lot of friends in in Vegas. We, uh, you know, there's a lot of libertarians in Vegas, so we all have uh, friends and folks from the campaign stuff that we know out there, and it's pretty, uh, it's uh, pretty senseless. Yeah, it's uh, not something that we expected to wake up to this morning. Uh, I I learned about it during the night and turned the news on and started watching it and. I mean, instantly on Facebook, you had all this speculation going on about who he was, uh, why he did it. And, I mean, the, the, the sheriff came right out um, almost immediately and said, we have no info. 
about we know who the guy is, but we're we're not giving out the name. We don't know anything about him yet. And so you kind of have to go with that. It's not always some grand conspiracy. Well, yeah, that's one of the ones that was being tossed around instantly, of course, is Alex Jones claiming it's a false flag done by the liberals and Wayne Allen Root was out there claiming the guy must be a Muslim and it's a terrorist attack. And, you know, they've released the guy's name now, but we still have no clue what his motive was. And we may never know unless he left a, a note or some kind of statement or something. It could have just, yeah. you know, he was... And they're going to talk to that woman he was with also. Yeah. The body's She's out of the country from what I understand. Yeah. The bodies yeah, aren't even his, cold yet, and they're coming out for the, you know, senators saying this is why we need a gun show loophole, this is why we need to ban assault weapons, and I mean, it's just these people have no shame, no class at all. I mean, they're taking political advantage of it, speculation, trying to stir up trouble, and I think the left, this is going to go against them because gun sales are going to skyrocket after this, because any time a liberal pop liberal meaning leftist politician opens their mouth um, it puts everybody into a fear that there's going to be hastily crafted legislation to Mm -hmm. so-called stop these kind of things even though the guy broke eight or nine laws and as far as they know he did not have a class three um, FFL he did not have a tax stamp so he broke several laws by having weapons that were either illegally purchased or illegally converted to fully automatic but yet we're going to pass another gun control law that's supposed to stop this. So they're already at it. It's just going to be on Facebook all over the place all day and all night. Yeah, and it's so, I mean, it just bugs me how fact-free this sort of analysis is. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. If somebody came to me with a proposed law and they could explain how this proposed law would have prevented this, then I'm willing to listen. But when they just start throwing nonsense claims around like, you know, oh, it would have been worse if he'd had a a so-called silencer or, you know, this sort of thing doesn't happen in Europe. Uh, I just, I posted an article earlier. um, Did you ever hear of France? Right. No, this happens in... Or Norway? Norway? In Germany. And I mean, if Mm -hmm. you actually crunch numbers, um, the U.S. does have more gun homicides overall, but mass shootings are a very tiny, tiny portion of that. If you look just at mass shootings like this, uh, they're no more common in the United States than they are in countries in Europe that have super strict gun laws. Well, this could have been a typical weekend death toll in Chicago, and um, they have the strictest gun control laws everywhere. Yeah, I I was watching two people argue on Facebook about an hour ago about this and it you know neither one of them were were really gaining any supporters but the guy that was not in favor of gun control was was saying you know they may not have as much gun violence in Europe in the UK and stuff but they have violence of other kinds because people who can't get one weapon will just go for another and he said, he said, and the other guy said, well, that's why they need to ban knives over there. And he said, well, then after you ban knives, people are going to go for bats. And the guy said, then you need to ban bats. 
And finally, the uh, the guy that wasn't against gun control said, "Well, eventually, you're going to so we'll say, well, you we got to ban hands because people can ball their hand up into a fist and punch somebody." And the guy that was in favor of gun control said, "Well, it's probably going to get to that unless society changes." And it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, it's just crazy. Uh, I don't well, think you know, now is the. It's both sides. You have the the so-called pro-gun side, which is where I come from. You know, you know. A lot of times we talk about the good guy with the gun. Armed civilians can stop crime. Well, in a case like this, there's not really much. If you're down there with your Glock 19 and the guy's on the 32nd floor with a, a long gun, you're really kind of screwed. You can't really do yeah. much. Um, no, but also on the other side of it, though, total gun ban wouldn't have stopped that guy either because he broke so many laws as it was. I mean, I'm curious. I'm sure this will come out in the investigation, but uh, it'll be interesting to find out how on earth this guy got his hands on fully automatic um, weapons because those are very tightly controlled and very, you know, you have to have a class three license, like you said, he apparently didn't have. Um, they are tax stamp. You have to have a tax stamp and BATF approval. Right, right, and they're and they're super, super expensive because even even then you're still limited to ones that were grandfathered in pre 1986. Anything that's been made since 1986 is totally illegal, even if you have all the licenses. Unless you have a class three FFL, if you are a like people who own a shooting range, they can have them. But it, right. they said this guy was a multimillionaire, but I still don't think if he would have had the tax stamp, they would have already known that by now. Yeah, no. He, uh, it's for, Well, and the, the other thing is none of the uh, – I mean, I can't think of a single mass shooting that's happened before all these previous incidents. None of them have been with automatic weapons um, before. Right. Uh, I may be incorrect about this. As far as I can tell, to the best of my knowledge – there has never, ever been a homicide, or I should say a murder, a murder in the United States with a legally owned gun that's a Class Three weapon, full auto, with the tax stamp, everything, where the guy had all the legal paperwork and the tax stamp for it. Has, the legal owner of that gun has never been convicted of murder, as far as I can tell to my knowledge. I've tried to find right information on it. I've heard yeah. that before. If there was such an incident... You know they'd be they'd be waving it about. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, here here's some here's yeah, something that that that's interesting to me, and and I have and and I I'm wondering why the hotel didn't think something of this. Um, I had a friend one time who stayed at a hotel in Las Vegas, and he rented he rented two rooms side by side because he was going to throw a big party and he knew that there would be more people than would fit in the room. And the hotel questioned that. And even after he gave them an explanation, they still were a bit uneasy about it and were, you know, were asking, kept coming to the room and they just thought something was up. And here this guy supposedly had rented, had rented two rooms from the hotel and they didn't think anything of it. Well, was it the same hotel? Yeah, they yeah, were side no, by it's... side, as far as I know. Well, no, no, but I, I mean, with, did your your friend try to rent the room in the same building, same hotel? Yes, uh huh, side by side. 
Oh, okay. Well, so, and well, he said he had 12 say, guns Andy? in there. I was going to say, yeah, I saw that too. Um, apparently the, he got two rooms, but they weren't side by side. Like one of them was facing one direction and one was facing the other direction. And he and ended up using Well, that's the one even that more suspicious to me. Yeah. No, it's really, mm-hmm. it is it is odd in that. Um, I mean, then again, maybe if, you know, in Vegas, they're used to group parties where, you know, one person buys a room for, for several people who are coming as a, you know, as a group or something. It's hard to say, but. Uh, yeah, and three, and that, see, somebody that, said, that yeah. Somebody said that these rooms that he rented, and of course, you can't go by what somebody says, but it's just something I, I read that the rooms he rented were some were the mo- two of the most expensive rooms in the hotel. Well, if he knew he was going to die, he probably maxed out his credit card. <laughs> I hate to laugh and at that. And he was a millionaire. You know. He was a millionaire. Yeah, I know I know, but when you when you're when 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 you're spending money on two rooms that are the most expensive and they don't know who you are, I would just think that would send up a red flag, but maybe not. Well, maybe, maybe they thought he was going to have a mistress in there. They thought he was going to have a mistress. Yeah. You never know. I mean, if you're a hotel, if you're a hotel manager, you're going to take the money. Well, you know, what happens thing, in oh, Vegas yeah. stays it, in Vegas. It did uh, occur to me, though, as you know, he said, and it's true that uh, a concealed carry would not have made any difference for people down on the ground getting shot. No. But it could have made a difference if there was somebody like on the floor there, not the, you know, one of the rooms next door or something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, we don't it's speculate, but apparently one of the issues that come out now is it took 72 minutes, over an hour, from the time the calls were made until the Las Vegas police were breaching the door to get into the room, and that's when he shot himself. Was when like when the police were coming through the door, um, and it was it was it was. Over an hour, 72 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, was he firing the whole time? Uh, pretty mm-hmm. much is my understanding. I mean, with the crazy number of people, I mean, it was over 500 wounded. Um, and, you know, 58 is the current. Uh, well, I, I'm just but, asking that because you wouldn't think it would take that long for them to evacuate the area. Exactly. So what would he be well, shooting it, at? It was this big mass of... Um, open air concert. There was like twenty thousand people at this concert, um, so it was like a big packed kind of um, open air thing right across the street from the hotel he was he was at. Uh, so um, you know, and it's on the heart of the strip and and the rest of it. I mean, I assume most of the casualties were earlier in that during that seventy two minutes or whatever, but. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, potentially, if there had been somebody armed uh, there nearby staying at the same hotel, um, you know, that could have potentially made a difference. I mean, I hate to speculate, but it's it's just that, you know, we can't say for sure that concealed carry might not have made a difference in this scenario if there had been uh, a carrier there at the hotel that could have, might have made a difference. I, I don't know. Is it possible he had an accomplice? They don't think so, um, is the word now. 
Um, at first they thought he might, but like there was this woman that's his roommate or friend or something, and um, but she was out of the country at the time, and uh, they don't think she was involved. That's um, the latest I've seen about it. So um, the current word is that this guy was was pretty much just acting alone. The mm-hmm. lone wolf. Yeah, but it's just and weird how nobody can really say anything about him. Nobody knows anything about this guy. I the, the um. I was watching RT today, and they had Ron Paul on, and he was talking about it. Um, and his 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 response to it was fairly good, except for the part where he said, "Well, they found out the guy was liberal, and that's not unexpected." In other words, I kind of had a feeling he would be a liberal, and that was an early um, rumor going around that turned out they don't know whether it's true or it's not. They don't know anything about his political leanings, as far as they, they I saw an hour or so ago. Uh, I mean, I really, um, I mean, we'll see. Again, I, you always have to wait for the investigation to play out. But I really doubt this is political um, or terror, or, you know, uh, Islamist terrorism or whatever kind of political cause, because people who do that want it to be known immediately that that's why they did it. And this guy left no, you know, no message or no, you know, claim or responsibility for why uh, it really he left no sounds for like a, a lone nut kind of apolitical thing. But we'll we'll see. It's possible he left some notes somewhere and they just haven't found it yet or they haven't released the contents or announced it or whatever. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't strike me as, as fitting the mold for, for political terrorism. Just want to let everybody know Jeffrey has joined the program. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Sorry, I'm late. Welcome I just aboard. just got off work. Thank you, gentlemen. <clears throat> good to be here again. That's a horrible thing. I want to see a gunpowder residue uh, testing uh, on that guy's hands, and I want to know for sure that that was him. I want something to know it was him because that seems like a whole lot of work for that guy. No military training whatsoever. I mean, and yeah. why? Has anybody said anything about voting? And how did he get well, those weapons? There's no, uh, at least nothing announced yet um, that gives any indication as to what the motive was. But, um, I mean, the dude shot himself when the police were busting into the room that was full of the guns. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they got the right guy and everything. But, uh, well, let me, I did, I let mean, me you know, ask this just question. A, all, I, all I saw was that they found a dead body up in there, you know, in that room. Um, and it's, what a great way to throw off the scent, you know, just throw a dead body up in there. You're good. Well, here's my, here's my question, and I don't know um, um, if this is true or not, but, you know, people are – ISIS has taken responsibility for this. They, they claim they were behind it. And somebody said, well, ISIS doesn't normally take responsibility for things that they don't do. They have a pretty good track record of when they say they were involved, they were involved. So what do you guys think about that? He doesn't fit the profile. Say it, Jeff. He doesn't fit the profile of somebody who would be involved in ISIS, a 64-year-old white guy. Who's a multimillionaire? No who's a retired no accountant? Wait, no way! They dragged him off the casino floor and threw him in the room. 
<laughs> I mean, what do you think, Andy? Uh, yeah, no, I saw that claim, and people, uh, you know, the official word now is that they don't have reason to think that. Um, there's no nobody's been able to verify or confirm the um, the claim they made that he had recently converted to Islam. So, you know, I mean, I take it with a grain of salt. I mean, it's true the point that when they've claimed it in the past, it's often, you know, it's usually turned out to be the case that they really did um, have something to do with it. But it's, it's you know, who knows? I mean, who, who even knows if this statement really came from them? Um, so if, if... I read I mean, something today just... also. Yeah, I read something today also that... I believe it was back in 2015 or 2016 that there was a, a an incident, a terror incident, and the authorities actually came on and gave out false information about what had happened. And ISIS mm-hmm. did take responsibility for it on Twitter or Facebook or one of those places, and they actually repeated the false claims that the authorities had given on live TV and that's how they knew that ISIS was not telling the truth about being involved. Did y'all see the Russian pictures that came out last week of the U.S. Uh, like I don't know some 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 military force up in the uh, in the uh, ISIS fortress fighting against Russia and Syria? <laughs> I, hmm. I think we had some special forces in the uh, in the. Uh, a little compound there with the ISIS people last week. I didn't see that. I'll find a link and send it to you. I mean, one of the um, one of the things that's been the case in some of these incidents in the past where ISIS claimed credit or whatever is that it was actually some some lone wolf nutter who had you know converted and become sympathetic or whatever and did it did it for pro ISIS reasons but didn't actually have any coordination with them. They weren't in touch with them. Um, right, they just claim lone wolf thing, you know. I think that's right. what that is. That's just they're just claiming they're taking credit for something that is not there probably unless we still suck in that fortress with them, but who knows? Yeah. Well it's um it's a terrible thing that happened today, and we'll know more as it goes along, and um, and hopefully um, they'll be able to tell us more later this evening. Um, I, I, our guest isn't here yet, and I, I don't know if he will be here. I, I sent him a message and um, well, to remind him. Of, to him. I, I, told, I told him I was going to send him some money a couple of weeks ago. I hope that didn't. Deterred him because I never got mm-hmm. there. Larry came to New Orleans, guys, and man, we had a great time. It was fun, but he—I had to give him my money. So tell Craig it's coming. But that last batch of cash went to Larry Sharp for governor. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see <laughs> that happening. Um, what I what I, I'd like to shift gears a little bit since um, we'll, we'll, while we're waiting for Craig Bowden to show up, our, our guest from Utah. Um, and talk about something that we've probably heard about ad nauseum, um, and that is the NFL controversy, um, and and get um, some opinions here. Um, you know, I like what Nicholas Sarwark said 
yesterday or the day before in his video that we need solutions to this problem, not dividing people up into categories of hate the kneelers, don't hate the kneelers, all that kind of stuff. Um, Trump got involved in it and, as far as I'm concerned, stuck his foot in his mouth. Um, I'll start with you, Andy. What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm sorry I didn't catch that thing about black. <laughs> you what? You. I got you. I'll step in. Let me go, Joe. I got it. Oh, the, go okay. for it. Oh, sorry, I was okay. distracted. Okay. Um, I spent the weekend with my uh, cousin and her husband, 80-year-old Dick Shannon from Homa, longtime businessman, retired, just well respected, great guy. I love him to death. And they are boycotting the Saints originally because of. Um, the kneeling during the anthem, but they were just as perturbed about the kneeling before the anthem, and not just them, some other people. And uh, and so it makes me wonder. You know what I'm saying? It's like the emotion is so strong around it; they're not making the distinctions that got to be made there. Even if you want to say it's okay to 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 boycott the NFL for this for this betrayal of the nation, especially when they knelt over there in England, to really pissed everybody off. But um, anyway, that's my two cents. It seems like there's a lot of emotion around the issues beyond the, the sense of it. Yeah. All right, Andy, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say that um, one of my takeaways from this whole uh Things flaring up again with Trump and the NFL is that this has been this was last year's news. I mean, this was a, this was a, a dead story that nobody cared about and people forgot and moving on. And, and there was still some chatter about the fact that Kaepernick didn't uh, didn't get drafted by uh, anybody or didn't get hired. But um, I mean, really, this this issue was out of the news cycle and not on the radar until here comes Trump. You know, mm-hmm. or gas bio, um, and that's it's a good example of uh, what's called the Streisand effect. Um, there's this hmm. notorious case where uh, uh, Barbara Streisand, there was a, a photo that had been taken from a plane of her beach house, and it was just like this. It was it was it was in this project to like take photos of the entire coastline of California or something. It was it was like a, a predecessor of Google Maps basically. And she was so horrified and offended that she sued them to try to prevent them from publishing this photo of her beach mansion. And because she did that, you know, infinitely more people saw it than ever would have otherwise. Um and that's kind of what happened here is because Trump <laughs> came out and blustered and threatened and demanded and made this huge stink. Uh, a lot of players who didn't have anything to do with it before, but it was just the police brutality protest uh, that was going on, um, joined in in solidarity. Uh, there was a, a, you know, kind of rally together and, and stick it to Trump for, for making these threats and, and stuff. Um, so to me, that really shows just how, it shows me how cynical it really is. He didn't do this because he wanted less of it. If he had wanted less of it, he would have said nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree. Um, and and I said to somebody 
um, on Facebook yesterday or the day before, you know, Trump is not concerned about um, whether or not people are being disrespectful to the country. He was looking at the 24-hour news cycle, and they weren't saying his name every other breath. And he said, how do I rectify that? And there you go. And for, for four days straight, they did nothing but talk about his comments and how undignified they were. And, you know, and presidents just don't say that. Well, one person said to me, that's the problem. The presidents of the past have never said son of a bitch, and and they needed to. And Trump took that step, and I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I'm hardly uh, any kind of Puritan when it comes to profanity, but, uh, I mean, time and place. I do, I do. When you're talking about the president of the United States live on national television, um, I'm going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you know, take a real bold stance here and say he probably shouldn't be calling people son of a bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, um, nor should he be calling <laughs> him Jong-un rocket man. Well, yeah, that is funny, though. <laughs> no, it's funny, it, and I get yeah. it, but there's there's really legitimate reasons why he should not be doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I think it was you that said this, or maybe it was somebody else that said, um, as bad as Clinton or Bush or Obama were, none of them would be egging this guy on like that. Right. I mean, well, I mean they had enough common sense. Because Bush said, bring it on. And, you know, that was yeah. a huge controversy that people talked about. For Doesn't that just seem so quaint now? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't, I'm not a big the, football fan, but the whole thing is just – it's just disgusting because it. when Trump got into this, it reminded me of when Obama got into that thing about the, uh, the Professor Gates up in Massachusetts – when he said the police acted stupidly, he just got himself involved in something where a president doesn't really need to be, you know? Right. And it just made him look bad. And then it angered a lot of people who were ambivalent about the issue. It turned them against him. And then it became a, a Peter pulling contest, you know? And yep. it, these yep. things never end well. Well, yeah, that's the, and that's the thing is, uh, Trump just has zero sense of restraint. I mean, this idea of, I mean, he doesn't get that being president puts him in a, in a radically different position than he was as a, you know, cheap E-list TV star. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is that these, I mean, it, it's that sort of thing. The, pre, the president, when the president speaks publicly, he speaks with the weight of his office and the government behind him. That's why they call it the bully pulpit. Uh, Trump just doesn't seem to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also I, seem to I understand that the government answers to him. Like he goes on Twitter and attacks his own cabinet secretaries, which is just like I don't get how Rex Tillerson hasn't resigned yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, it's it, there was a guy on TV a few days ago that was talking about Rex Tillerson after Trump said that about, you know, 
trying to negotiate with North Korea is a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. And I told, and I told Rex Tillerson that. And there was a guy on, I think it was RT that was saying that um, if if they had if if somebody had come to them and said Rex Tillerson is going to be um, in the Trump administration, he said I would have laughed and I'd still be laughing. But it's true. He's there, and he said, and he said, the, that's not him at all. That's not the way he's acting. Well, the way he's acting is not the Rex Tillerson that mm-hmm. I know and that I've dealt with over the years. And he said, well, how that guy Rex, can stay in there is beyond me. Well, even Tillerson, um, you know, he said in an interview, like he was, he didn't know Trump before. He was just a name that got recommended to him, kind of. I forget even by who. But somebody mentioned the idea, and Trump went for it. But uh, they didn't know each other before. Rex Tillerson was as surprised and confused as anybody else. And he, mm-hmm. he you know, he didn't even want to take the job. But his, his wife was like, "Well, no, you can't. You know, this is a public duty kind of thing. You know, you can't say no to America." And I mean, I get it. It would be a very difficult thing for anybody to say no to the offer to be. Uh, uh, to be Secretary of State, to be the highest-ranking cabinet officer um, and the rest of it. But at this point, whatever thinking he had going into it of, oh, this is a sense of duty and I'll be a moderating influence and whatever, he's powerless in the administration. Uh, He has no influence on the administration's course. He's being publicly insulted and undermined by the president. Uh, He should just walk away. He should save whatever dignity he has left and just walk away. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't yeah, say something I, doesn't always mean you should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, mean I, I don't know. I mean, it would be. I, I mean, I get it. it. It's part of the people are still do, thinking of this as if Trump was a, a normal president, or at least they were at that, he was at that point, or trying to fit within that framework, and um, I mean, certainly traditionally in the United States, uh, particularly if you're not a, a otherwise a political ally or friend or buddy of the uh, of the new incoming president, if a president offers you a cabinet position, that's, that's very, uh, I mean, people have said no, it did happen, but it's I, I get the inclination to be, you know, oh my God, how can I say no to this? Um, but I think, you know, it, it's it's shown that Trump doesn't get that uh, his cabinet is supposed to be a united front with him at the with him at the top of it. But it's supposed to be that's how that's, that's the definition of a cabinet. It's how they work. It's the collective responsibility kind of thing where they're all a united front. And they're all publicly on the same page. Um, and he, Trump just likes so much about the basic functioning of American government. Mm. Trump just doesn't seem to know that or understand it. No, and he, he demands 100% loyalty from people. Mm-hmm. That's impossible to get. No matter how loyal someone is, they're never going to be loyal enough for Trump. And all it takes mm-hmm. is one thing, and he's going to throw them right under the bus. And And I – and, you know – Regardless of, you know, what Trump before getting elected is nothing compared to Trump after getting elected. I mean, Mm -hmm. we were horrified at the things he said before he was ever elected president, and we thought it couldn't get any worse. 
and yet it has. And I yeah, and, and, and it's I, and, and, I, and it's I, not I, as worse as it's going to get. Um, you know, I think it's going to get worse, and I still stand by um, my prediction that this is untenable in one way or another. Trump will not uh, complete a four-year term. Um, either he's going to be forced to resign or they'll be impeached. Um, but uh, I, it's you know, there's only and I and I think I think that's where the the Robert Mueller uh, investigation is going as quick as they can get there. Uh, these things, you know, it takes time to 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 dot the i's and cross the t's, and and but they already have the, the basic gist of the case they're going to make against Trump for impeachment, um, and they're going to pull that trigger. I think either some it, it'll either be sometime in the next year or it'll be right after the midterm elections. Uh, one of the well, two, it's going to hit. See here, here here's the thing about all of that. And and I I agree with you 100% Andy on that, but the people who are diehard Trump supporters, like my friend Fletcher Volker from Mechanicsville, Virginia, um, who <laughs> is always commenting on stuff, and Jeff knows who that is, um, mm-hmm. they don't care about any of that. If you if you go against Trump for any reason at any time, you're an enemy to America. Melania could come out and say, I think my husband should be impeached. And they will turn on her in a split second and say, she's one of them. She's the establishment. Trump should divorce her. Trump should move on. Yeah, they'll start with all that stuff because they don't care. They think that anybody who says anything negative about Trump is against America and making it better. It doesn't matter what he does, what he says, if you go against it. I mean, there are people on Facebook that have told me, yeah, that was bad, but I I don't care. I do not care. Whatever we have to do to make America great again, we have to do it, period. Right. Well, and here's the the one thing, I mean, in a lot of ways, you know, and there's a lot of differences still, but in a lot of ways the closest precedent we have for – What's going on now with Trump is uh, Nixon's second term, you know, or what mm-hmm. part of it he's on. Um, and, and Trump even talked about that, having tapes. Right, right. I mean, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, but like John Oliver says, it's, it, he keeps calling it stupid Watergate. And like Watergate, except everybody involved is stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but. But no, the, the parallel to Nixon I want to bring up was um, even at the end of his term when he resigned, like a smoking gun had come out and Congress swung against him and impeachment was imminent um, and he resigned. He still had uh, almost 30 percent, I think it was 27 percent uh, Gallup approval rating, um, which is kind of the gold standard data, you know, we have going back decades of the Gallup approval ratings. Um, and so – you know, I mean, Trump's honestly not a help. He's not that far from that. He's in the mid-30s, and the trend has been pretty consistently downward. Uh, but those polls are wrong. Those well, polls yeah, are, are, are fake news. <laughs> right. But, uh, well, yeah, people say that, and, and that's another pet. People say the polls were wrong about the election. No, they weren't. The polls were right. The polls were dead on within plus or minus two points. 
which is how margin of error works. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, I will give I will give Trump credit for a couple things. Um, his response to today's events was the most presidential I think I've seen him ever. I think, um, unless I'm missing something. And no, I was, I I was clear. Of, I, a few other people pointed that out to me today too, and I think uh, yeah. And I, I and I and I was have a contrarian hot take, so he actually played the part for once. Yeah, because I was clearly expecting him to come out and start saying they're coming across our borders, folks, and this is exactly what happens when 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 mm-hmm. activist judges. Go against my Muslim ban, and da, da, da. I was oh, I was just waiting for that, and he didn't do it. The other thing I give him credit for is something that you shared, Andy, on Facebook a couple of days ago, where he nominated that libertarian-leaning judge. Mm. Um, yeah, Don Willard. I won't. Yeah. And yeah. that's probably wasn't intentional. And if it was pointed out to him that the judge was libertarian-leaning, he'd probably say, well, tell him he can't have the position now. But um, nonetheless, he did that. Um, and the other thing mm-hmm. that I give him credit for is he has gotten his people to fall in line in this fake news stuff where if they don't like something, they just call it fake news, and then everybody climbs on board and starts chanting fake news I mean, mm-hmm. that was a genius move on his part. It worked. Um, but on the uh, – oh, what was your point there? Sorry, I lost my thought. Um, oh, Are we talking the, about the, the judge? The judge, yeah. Well, you know, one of the interesting things about that is, um, I mean, yes, on paper – Trump uh, made this nomination, but even most past presidents were not terribly involved at this level of judicial nomination decisions. Um, there's a lot of deference to the Senate. You know, this is not the Supreme Court. This is the level below the Supreme Court. Um, and there's uh, historically a lot of deference to the home state senators. And so actually from what I gather of the story, it was basically Ted Cruz uh, pulling the strings who put this name forward and, uh, and got this guy on the court. Um, and also Trump in particular has, has basically outsourced the job of uh, picking judges, including his Supreme Court pick, um, to Heritage Foundation and the uh, Federalist Society and the whole kind of conservative legal world, which includes within it um, more libertarians. You know, in the, in the whole legal world, there's kind of more alignment because the conservatives tend to be less social conservative and so the libertarians and them, you know, tend to tend to, to overlap more in those areas, and so it's not unusual. I mean, Bush nominated um, Janice Rogers Brown, who uh, was on Gary Johnson's uh, Supreme Court short list last year. Um, there's Alex Kaczynski. Yeah. Uh, so they're uh, under Reagan and Bush's, uh, you know, libertarian-minded judges picked for not the Supreme Court, uh, except maybe arguably Anthony Kennedy, uh, but for lower-level court. Um, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not that thing to happen under Republicans. Yeah, that re- that reminds me, Andy. Did you see Paul Tuma's um, post about two hours ago that said after nine months of Trump, I-, I think I'm 
ready. Um, I think I owe George Bush an apology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I see something similar to that, which is amazing. But uh, you know that that missed me yet uh, picture of Bush. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're right. I remember you're that. Not, Oh, and then it gets to, you know, January 20th, 2017, sweet Jesus, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to sugarcoat too much, um, you know, the nostalgia we tend to get for past presidents as time goes on, because most of them uh, were bloody war criminals, and Bush is near the top of that list. So, you know, I don't get all warm and fuzzy when I see Bush, you know, hugging Michelle Obama or doing his goofy paint, whatever. I still think the man should spend life in a prison. So, um, But, you know, it, 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 it does draw the contrast as to how Trump is so much worse on this sort of the cultural norms of the presidency. Um, I mean... I don't, we've never had a pres- we, we've never had a president who didn't take the presidency seriously, and that's that's what we have now. And it's really weird. But see, uh, that's what his supporters what- like. Maybe, but I mean, I don't know if his. See, I don't, I don't know. I'm not very good at psychoanalyzing Trump supporters for what their real motives and stuff are. Um, I, I think it's. It's possible to read too much into. I mean, it was uh, people tend to lose sight of this, but it was a genuine fluke. Could have gone either way. It was more likely that it was going to go the other way thing uh, that he won. So I, I, I try not to necessarily read a whole long-term trend into just what happened in the 2016 presidential election um, with Trump winning. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if we're, I'm not sure if, if Trump is going to be some kind of new normal that people keep talking about, or if we're really, you know, this is going to be just some freak thing and he's president for one or two or three or four years and then we, you know, get back to more traditional active presidents in that regard. I mean, I do think there's going to be a backlash. People are so tired of it already. Um, and he's so unpopular on Reddit that, that, you know, there tends to be that pendulum swing where there's a backlash. Um, you know, people thought Bush was relatively anti-intellectual, although he's, you know, a Rhodes Scholar compared to Trump. Um, and th- there was a backlash against that with the kind of professorial, uh, intellectual, openly, you know, Obama uh, persona that was presented publicly anyway. Um, and you see that before you had the, you know, the kind of stiff upper lip patrician, uh, George Bush senior who, you know, lost to the, the, you know, the cool guy who says y'all and plays the saxophone on, on, uh, Arsenio Hall. Late night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 I hope, and I think that there actually will be a substantial anti-Trump backlash which some good things might come out of in the same way there was some backlash against um, after Nixon and Watergate and Vietnam with things like the War Powers Act and the uh, Church Committee investigation into abuse of the intelligence and law enforcement agencies. So, uh, you know, there's that's my that's what I keep telling myself is the light at the end of this tunnel is that there will be um, an anti-Trump backlash from which some good things will come. Well, our favorite Bolshevik. Um, 
Joe knows who uh, the female to whom I refer, our favorite Bolshevik, was going off all day long about this situation, and she said this is basically Donald Trump's fault. The shooting is because we elected Donald Trump. Now, what if it turns out that this guy is a flaming left winger? Is she still going to say that? Then she'll probably, probably say, well, so. it's our fault we elected Trump because he was just trying to kill he was frustrated or something. She'll always find a way, you know, she'll try and take both sides of the narrative, you know. But, of course, yeah. you know, it comes uh, out like how long do we have to keep doing this? We have to pass laws to stop this like Australia did. And I said, well, then what you need to do is go and get the Constitution amended to get rid of the Second Amendment. And I said, then you need to go to the 46 states because, of course, it would go back to the Tenth Amendment after that. I said, go to the 46 states, get them to all ratify their constitutions to get rid of the right to keep and bear arms. And then now you've got 90 million people with 300 million guns all across the United States. And if you had the military, law enforcement, and every deputy sheriff and every state trooper, assuming they would go along with your agenda, okay, come and take them. That's basically what, you know, these people just don't live in reality. They just don't understand civics. They don't understand history. They don't understand human nature. You're talking about a bloodbath that would make the war between the states look like a Girl Scout cookout. And they seem to be okay. They seem to advocate that. Doesn't make any sense to me, but. Right. Anyway, but yeah, she was going off all day long about that and telling me that I'm part of the problem because I'm part of the NRA. And I kind of doubt this guy was an NRA member. I, I, I doubt, doubt he had the permits. I, yeah, I, I really doubt he had the permits and everything else. I really doubt well, it. And, you know. and that was that was just particularly um, galling. Uh, you know, we've had people, Hillary Clinton, one of her big, big things is that civility and, um, you know, uh, uh, we need to be more civil and people are too mean and politics has gotten too narrow. And this is something you've heard from a lot of people on the left for a lot, for several years. Uh, Obama made it. And then yet today, Hillary's first, you know, tweet, she sends out a bunch of tweets um, blaming, instantly blaming the NRA and saying we have to stand up to the NRA to stop this as if they were friggin' Al-Qaeda. Uh, and the yeah. NRA, is, you know, if, if somebody reading that and not knowing the broader context would think the NRA had just killed 50 people in Las Vegas. Exactly. Well, not only that, but, you know, they blame... This Bolshevik wanted to blame Donald Trump for this, but she never blamed Obama for Sandy Hook. I mean, where's the, you know, where's the consistency? I know. Well, because Obama was against guns, that's why. Well, if some of these left wingers didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have standards at all. But you know, it's just, it's not. And that goes both by, you know, with. uh, Oh, of course. Jones saying that uh, you know Sandy Hook was a. a liberal plot to get through a gun control bill and Obama would sign it. And, and now he's going off about how Vegas was a, a liberal, you know, false flag attack to, to do what, I mean, let's be, let's be honest here. There's a Republican majority in Congress and, and Trump in the white house. There's not going to be any substantial gun control legislation that gets passed. They probably could not. Mm-hmm. Would, will pass I mean, anything. Uh, you know, there's the, potentially yeah. some state laws that might come down the pike, but there's nothing, uh, and, you know, and so see, all this, people all are debate. It's it's a moot point. Nothing about this is going to change until 
uh, unless and until there's Democrats controlling Congress. And even then, they weren't able to pass much of anything. Uh, when they had Congress no. and the White House able to pass it, because even they're, uh, they can't even get enough Democrats to vote for it. And see, there, mm-hmm. there, there were libertarians on Facebook today quoting Donald Trump from five years ago and four years ago where he was talking about, you know, I think New York City is safer because of the of the gun laws that the state has enact has put in place, and it's true that that he has been all over the map on on guns, and he has said some things that would make a Second Amendment supporter shudder if they actually cared about the Second Amendment. But it doesn't really matter what Trump if Trump came out tonight and said, okay, this is a big problem, and we need and and we need to ban. Uh, fully automatic weapons, and somebody said, oh, they've already been banned, sir. So you say, okay, then we just need to ban guns. It's still not going to happen because he can't enact legislation unilaterally. Only Obama could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could right. try it, but I think I think if Trump came out tonight and said, I'm signing an executive order that bans all weapons – um, and if you have them, you need to turn them in. People would thumb their nose at him and say, "We're not doing it." It's just, and and I, I think, think they should do that I, to any and president. I, and I think the, um, the 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 folks in Washington D.C. would come out. Even some Democrats would come out and vehemently say, "You can't do that." So uh, this nonsense about well, they're going to take your guns, and and I and and yes, I believe that Trump is wishy-washy on guns. And I don't like it that he's wishy-washy on guns. It was one of my biggest complaints when he was running for president. He's not pro-Second Amendment. He says he is now, but his past comments stayed otherwise. But even so, that's not going to change what's going to happen. Well, a lot of people voted for Trump knowing Hillary was very strongly anti-Second Amendment, and they thought, well, we know what Hillary is. And, you know, we're not sure about Trump, but we know what Hillary is. It was one of those things where people had to hold their nose, you know, just like they did with people who – But what does holding your nose do? What does that do other than keep you from being able to breathe, which might be a good thing for those people? I mean, I knew where Gary Johnson stood on the Second Amendment, and his position was the best out of the three of them. That's one of the main reasons I voted for him, but he earned my vote. Neither of the other two did. But, um, you know, the NRA endorsed Trump, but I think they almost did it. One of those things where, well, we sort of have to because we know Hillary is so bad. But we don't really know that Trump is good, but we know Hillary is bad. That's, That's the line of thinking of the NRA. And the NRA also, they'll never admit it, but one of the main functions of the NRA is to get Republicans elected. Yep, because otherwise they would endorse liberal. And I'm a life member of the NRA, but I still I have to say that they their goal a lot of times is to get Republicans elected. And in their endorsements, they always say at the bottom, you know, they'll they'll endorse a Republican over a Democrat. And they say they have an asterisk and they say libertarian candidates as a general rule are always pro Second Amendment, but they will never endorse any. You would think that they would endorse the most pro Second Amendment candidate. But they won't. Right. There, well, there have been races. Go ahead, Andy. They won't even. 
office an endorsement when it's a two-way race for libertarian versus a uh, program-controlled Democrat? When there's no Republican in the race, they won't even. They still won't even. Mm-hmm. No, they won't. I was getting. Re- I was getting ready to say that. I, I had a yep. discussion with with the with the um, the the head of the Virginia NRA. I guess that's what you call him. And and I asked him why that was, and he said because libertarians can't win. And I said, but if there's no Republican running in the race and the Democrat is very much anti-gun, what's the harm in, in, in endorsing the libertarian if you believe they can't win? He said, because it's just a waste of time. The libertarian isn't going to beat the Democrat, so why even bother to get involved in the race? Hmm. He says and yet they will throw endorsements at Republicans uh, in long shot of long shot blue districts and states. Um, if there's a if there's a Republican running for governor in Rhode Island or a you know wherever some super Democratic place, uh, they will and has no hope and it's going to be a fifty point landslide. They'll still throw an endorsement at the Republican. Um, exactly. So, you know. And. It's, it's somebody told me, and I've seen this before myself, Wayne LaPierre has been caught on camera in meetings at the NRA saying that the NRA does best when Democrats get elected. And he's basically saying, you know, when Democrats get elected, then we can turn up the volume on they're going to take our guns away and we get more donations and we get more members, and that's what we want. Right. So, True. Um, and I remember that this guy. That's the the um, NRA guy, and I wish I could remember his name. I spoke to him a couple of months ago. He basically said to me that libertarians want to make it so there's no need for the NRA. We want to, and and mm-hmm. and I got got what he was saying. We want to make the world, the United States, so that everybody appreciates guns. And then the NRA is no longer needed, and he and he was basically saying we can't have that. How are we going to make money? Well, it's just like organizations like MAD, M-A-D-D. If drunk drive, they don't want drunk driving to go away, because then they wouldn't get their their donations would dry dry up. It's almost like cancer research. If somebody came out, let's say somebody came out with a, they said marijuana could cure cancer. It's it's a natural substance. It grows. Um, mm-hmm. The pharmaceutical industry would do everything possible to keep that from happening because they make money on treating the disease, not curing it. I know that sounds like Absolutely. I'm saying they're heartless, but capitalism rules, and, and and they would rather spend money treating it. You know, that they would rather spend the money or make money treating it rather than curing it. Absolutely. I know that sounds cruel, well, but I'm totally. I know yeah. I'm right about that. Well, guys, well, no. um, it, 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 it looks like our um, guest wasn't able to make it this evening. I hope everything's okay. I'll be sure to check mm-hmm. in with him after the show to make sure everything's good. And, um, but I think we've had a good productive show tonight. We've, had, we've talked about several different issues. And so I guess it's a good time to end the show since we're right on the hour. And we'll pick it up again at the end of the month, and hopefully we'll have a great guest on. So I hope you guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you guys soon.
All right. You guys take care. Have a good night, gentlemen. All right. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.